coming up on this episode of the Spiro podcast. Like, you know, the owner, at least for us, that's like the one we focus on a lot because it fixes the other ones. And it's easy to forget about yourself as like the person that's growing your business and go client to the problem systems team and not be like, no, it's me. Welcome to the Spiro podcast, managing your real estate photography and videography business with your hosts, Todd Kivimaki and Craig Magwell. Hi, and welcome to the Spiro Podcast, managing your real estate photography and videography business. Spiro is a software platform designed to really run and manage your day-to-day operations and what you do as a real estate media specialist. Uh, I'm Craig Magram, host of the podcast, and with me each and every week, of course, our uh, our co-host and Spiro founder and owner, Todd Kivamaki. Todd, how's it going this week? Oh, it's going great this week, Craig. We have sunshine in Ohio. It's seasonally warm, so it is. It's a great week. It's a fast one, though. It is when we're the date we're recording this. It's the fifteenth of December. So I told everyone at morning meeting, I'm like, where did or morning meeting? Where did the year go? It's crazy. And so right. I, it was. It was a great year. It was a good. It was a bad. It was ugly, and then it was a <laughs> perfect year all in one. So. I don't know how to, ex- to describe it, but it was it was right. a lot of really neat things. Yeah, I think everybody's looking forward to the holiday. My my wife works in a school, and she's like, "The kids are squirrely." I'm like, "The adults are squirrely," <laughs> you know. <laughs> I think we're just all ready, but uh, yeah. So <clears throat> fun holiday times. I I have to share with you, Todd, because we just we like to have a little bit of fun, right? <clears throat> Sometimes yeah, please some do. Stu- Stupid fun, but my wife has a, a a habit and a tradition of getting the boys and I a an advent calendar every year, mm. and she finds these really really creative advent calendars. Well, <laughs> if you remember a few episodes ago, we we went off on a little bit of a dad joke tangent, and uh, <laughs> I usually just get eye rolls from from Gail when I share my dad jokes, but she uh, she actually dared to. I don't know if you can see this. Get me oh, a boy. dad joke advent calendar. <laughs> so for each day of advent, it's uh, some really a, a mixed bag of of some good and some really really bad dad jokes. But uh, I, I have to share one with you. Yeah, please do. Is that okay? All right, all right. Yes. Well, you know, here in the Midwest, we like our farmers markets, right? So I was I was at a local mm-hmm. farmers market the other day, and um, I, I have to confess to you, Todd, I did get in a little bit of trouble with the law. Um, mm-hmm. I, I got arrested for uh, disturbing the peas. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, <clears throat> that. I hereby tender my resignation of a uh, host of the Spiro podcast for really, really bad jokes. But uh, no, it's it's fun times, fun times around the holidays. <laughs> Craig, the thing I loved about the advent calendar, it was actually the 2023 version of the advent calendar, which means they make one every year. Do you have a bookshelf of these? I, I don't. This is the first time I've gotten one, but I might have to look. I might have to look into that. <laughs> Well, that's exciting. That's that's good. Yeah. Eon, right. you've got a t- you, it's that's Craig, don't take offense to this, but Eon, that's not a tough one to top or any <laughs> listener out there. If you can top <laughs> Craig's P joke, please send it to me. Hello at Spiro.media. And we're gonna read it next uh, week. And we uh, go. we're gonna have a, a joke off. So <laughs> We're, we're losing. Let's move on. We're losing. They're dropping right off. Okay, all jokes right. aside, Craig. So we've done a fun little thing. Uh, we started it last week and I, I don't even know what at the time. I didn't even know we were doing this, but it was fun because let's give like the 
week and summary of your week. Now, listeners out there, Craig is, he works at Wow Video Tours, our real estate media company, and he works in our, he focuses about half of his time on business development, about half on the photography, doing the shoots actually in the city. So right. I think this is a great correlation to what you all are doing out there. And Craig, just give us an idea. What does the week feel like? What did you do? What were you, what was a win? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, obviously this time of year, at least in this part of the country where our temperatures plummet, uh, things slow down. Uh, the number of listings drops significantly. Realtors have a lot mm -hmm. more time on their hands. They're going to awards banquets and holiday, you know, holiday get togethers, things like that. Um, so I'm not as busy shooting. So I really try and take this time to get back into the business development side of things, kind of get back in touch with clients that I haven't been able to talk to or meet with because I'm too busy shooting um, mm -hmm. and really start to prospect new business as well. Um, it's a great time for um, brokerage events, sponsorship opportunities, things like that. So a couple of the, the, the significant things that happened this week for me is I had a really good coffee meeting with a, a associate broker at one of the largest brokerages here in the Toledo area and nice. uh, brought them on as a new client. And she was, oh. excuse me, really excited to work with us, you know, saw what more we could do beyond what she was currently doing. And um, so that was, that was a huge win. And like I've said in the past, I really like one-on-one -on -one meetings. I'm just kind of more wired that way. Um, mm -hmm. But those group events are important as well. And another one of our brokerages here in the area, probably the third largest uh, in the area invited us to be a sponsor uh, at a realtor summit that they're hosting for the second time. They have close to 200 agents that come through this oh, cool. realtor summit. Yeah. And it's a, it's an all day event. You know, we we've talked on past episodes about, about sponsorships. Obviously you can't sponsor every event that you get invited to, to be a, a sponsor for you. You really got to um, think through, you know, budget, you know, time commitments, things like that. Uh, but this was one that was worth us investing in. And so we signed on to that event. It's going to be at the end of January. So it's just taking that that slower time to really invest back in building your business. And that's, that's what I've been focusing on this week. Awesome. Let me ask you a quick follow up question that Craig just so that I, that I understand. So you, you had two opportunities. How did that opportunity, how did you get that opportunity? So with the associate broker, sure. how did you set that? Did she come to you? You go to her, was that right. a month in waiting? Was that a year in waiting? What did that look like? That was a couple of weeks in waiting. And that came okay. as a result of us sponsoring our, our local realtor board had a broker round table. And so mm. all the brokers from the area were at this event. We sponsored the event, provided breakfast, uh, got to share about wild video tours, you know, for a couple of minutes before the, the meeting started. And afterwards, uh, she came up to me and said, hey, you know, thank you so much for sharing, you know, who wild video tours is. I've actually been looking at some other possibilities and I'd love to talk. So it was just a very easy, natural conversation and all, all because we made it a point to be an affiliate member of our local board and to sponsor a rather, you know, rather big event here in the area. Nice. That's great. And I, and I won't name names. I know it doesn't matter to you all out there, but this is actually an associate broker at a company that has a media company as part of that entity. So they actually have an in-house media company. So we have found that that's a little bit tougher to break into because that media company, you know, is, is really, um, integrated into that real estate company. So that's a big win. And it just mm -hmm. shows everyone, just remember those relationships are key in what you do. Just build those relationships and then ask for referrals. And you'll look back after a year and you'll be like, wow, look at all those clients and look at the business I'm doing now. Absolutely.
So, yeah, nice work, Craig. That's exciting. Yeah, it's fun. I, I, I really like the role I have where I get the creative side, but I also get that business development and relationship side. Mm-hmm. Um, for me and my, my personality, it's just a really good mix. So glad, glad to be able to do what I do. Good. Well, we're, we're glad that you can do it. All right. Well, should we dive into this week's topic? Well, yeah. Well, give me uh, give me one oh, minute. Right. I, I actually right. set it on my. I'm going to take one minute to um, pitch y'all, Spiro, what's happening. So I'm going to set it. You give me. Okay, we'll give it a go. I don't know how official this is, but I'm hitting it. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm on the clock. What's happening with Spiro? So we just launched interactive floor plans. So this is where you can link a photo onto the floor plan. Uh, your viewers can click on it. Also, the cool thing is it. It will autoplay if no one clicks on it. So I thought that was kind of neat. We built that in. William built that in. Also, you have a custom web or MLS size in your system. Uh, With all of you coming in, we all realize that you need something different. We needed something different than other companies uh, needed. So we gave you a setting there that you can just say what the pixel width is. You can rearrange multiple photos at one time. So you can control click or shift click, uh, command or control click, excuse me. You can also self-serve your white labeling. So you can take Spiro out of the domain, take Spiro out of the email and put your own brand in there. Again, that's what we want. We just have to use our brand because we didn't integrate your brand yet. It's called white labeling. That's what you need and you can do it. It's free. Uh, Oh, no, I'm up. So um, what's coming up? Let me dismiss that. Sorry, guys. Okay, what's coming up? Agent referral program. So this is agent to agent. This is a give and a get. Metrics are coming up. Beautiful dashboard with a ton of metrics and square integration. So I'll stop there. If you have a question about it, email me, hello at Spiro.media. Good deal. Lots of exciting updates. All right. Now we can introduce our guest and topic this week. All right. To the good stuff. Right, right. Well, it's been a little while since we had a guest on the podcast, and we, we enjoyed doing it. And uh, this week is absolutely no no exception. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we kind of teased that we had a, an exciting episode coming up. Uh, so with that, Todd, I'm going to let you introduce our guest this week on the Spiro podcast. Yeah, we're ending with a bang here. Very excited to end with this individual. So uh, many of you guys know him. Uh, many of you have been uh, have learned from him or have taken inspiration or or being coached by him. Um, I've gotten to know this individual over the last few months, and uh, it's just been a joy. You know, I'd, I'd call him a friend, and it's it's really great to work with him and uh, just see what he's doing and to continue to put ideas in and see how we can grow the community as a whole. And it's so neat to see what he's done to the community. And he did it light years before anyone thought about doing it. So I love something about different thinking. Um, So, uh, you know, without further ado, I know many of you are probably guessing who this is, but this is Eli Jones with the rep team. Eli, welcome to the podcast. Todd, Craig, thanks for having me, guys. I'm excited to talk about it for a little bit. Yeah, thank you so much for being on. We're so excited to have you on the podcast today. Eli, let's just jump right in here if you're okay with that. Um, Now, you have looked at hundreds, if not thousands, well, definitely thousands, if not tens of thousands, real estate media companies out there. Uh, The life cycles of it, the sizes, and this is one thing that really just intrigues me. And I think all of our listeners are at different phases out there. And everybody, of course, is always looking like, am I unique? Is there anyone else out there like me? 
Would you mind sharing with our listeners what you see as the phases or the timelines of going from, hey, I want to start a business to, hey, I have a successful business, employees, um, photographers. Can you just kind of give us the way that you uh, see the timeline is in those stages of, of business? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I think with anything, there is an element of uniqueness to your business. And so this isn't to say that your business is just a copy of everyone else's, but Something we've learned as we've helped people grow their businesses is that doesn't mean you don't do the same things, right? So you can add your own you know, personality into it. You will have something that other people don't have that will allow you to grow quickly if you utilize it. All that aside, we've tried to, from our position, you know, it's helping people grow their real estate media businesses, make that process into distinct phases because I think it makes it a little bit easier, right? So like when I grew my business, I had no idea where I was going. Like I was just out there doing what I thought was the right next thing. And that works. I think most of us build our business that way. I know, you know, talking to you, Todd, you built your business that way at the start and that's how it goes, yeah. but it doesn't mean there isn't a process you can follow. So generally for us, like if we are working with someone at $0 per month and they like want to you know, shoot to the moon, uh, there, there are kind of three phases we take them through. And I think if you think of your business this way, it will help you grow probably the most quickly if that's your goal, right? And that's only one goal, there are plenty of goals you can have. So generally the first stage would be zero to eight or 10K a month. Um, we really consider that the client stage. So I know that sounds funny because you're like, if you're at zero dollars a month, you still have to learn photos, videos, 3D, 3D, you have to learn all this stuff, right? I'm of the belief you can learn all that stuff in like two to four weeks. And the reason I think that is because all of our new employees at my business, Norman and Young do that, right? So with the right training, that's the easiest part. I think a lot of people get really stuck on that, think it's a years long process. So. Um, you go to zero to 8K or 10K a month, ultimately by just doing everything wrong and getting as many clients as you can. Um, and so that phase is all about just client acquisition. That's hard for people because they think it's about just photos, videos, 3D tours, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. You have to have that, that's one part. So focusing on that will get you to, you know, eight, 10K a month. Our next stage, which, which we call forward, um, but there's no, you know, it, it's just a stage in your business and there's no clearly defined boundaries. It's just a way to categorize. The next stage is, a lot more about locking in your processes and becoming um, you know, more professional, if you will. So having business systems in place, um, that's you know, things like Spiro, but also just backend processes you should have. And so the reason we think of that as more the process phase is because if you can you know, put in the work to get to 10K a month, especially relatively quickly, your client acquisition that you've already done is going to start generating a lot of referrals that are probably going to move you to the next stage, mm -hmm. right? And so the way you go from 10K a month to 20K a month or 25K, which is you know, about the top limit of what we consider the middle stage, it's all about locking in processes because it's just you still during this phase or for the most of this phase, it's just you. And so you have to push yourself to become more efficient than you think is possible. Um, and it's, it's one of those phases where we use it kind of as a filter to be like, Hey, I don't want you to hire anybody until you get to 20 K a month, because if you can do that, you're going to, you know, 12 or 13, or I don't know what it was for you, Todd. It was way less than that for me. Um, but at 12 or 13 or 14 K, you're going to be like, I can't do it myself anymore. I have to hire somebody. Um, and the reason you think that is just because you don't have things in place to allow you to get to 20, 18 to 20 is kind of where we would with our coaching students be like, Hey, I think you should hire now. And so anyway, that moves you through that phase of just getting processes in place, figuring out how to run your business, pushing your average order value up, getting all your systems in place. And then the last phase, which is like the most broad last phase ever is generally like 25 K plus. And that's just about building a team. And, um, you know, I built a team at my business, but I think you listening to this podcast and learning from Todd is what I currently do at my business. And so 
um, the, you know, the sky's the limit with that last phase. And it's all about just you know, building that team, repeating the processes and going from there. So that's kind of how we've attempted to break down something that's very hard to break down. It's a great, great overall uh, summary of, of building the business as a whole. But Eli, let's dive down into more of a specific, a specific and um, kind of go back to what Todd asked me about what what are activities this time of year specifically that somebody can engage in to, to really build their business and, and help their business? So what what are you at, at Norman & Young doing this time of year to, to invest in your business and, and grow it? We're doing things a lot differently than I used to do. Um, and I'll start with that because I think a lot of people will do this. It, it's just like a human nature thing that when times are slower in your business, you're not the most motivated, right? Like at least for me, I'm, it, it's easy to be motivated when you like, send a message to a client, they immediately get back with you a listing and you like got another client right there. Just like you immediately see it, right? That's instant gratification. Sure. I love it. So um, what I did the first few years that I wish I wouldn't have done is I, the first year I had zero shoots in December and I thought my business was done. I had never experienced an off season before. I was like, what the heck is this? Um, you know, and I was able to get some context to be like, this is probably off season, right? Uh, so I didn't do anything because I was like, this is, you know, ridiculous. I, I, and at, at the time, kind of a long story, but I wasn't necessarily pursuing real estate media as my career. That wasn't what I was doing. And so it was easy to be like, oh, this isn't for me, right? It's super slow business one time. <laughs> the next couple of years, I was invested in my business and I would go into it like October. I was like, I can't handle anymore. I'm doing so many shoots. You guys all know the feeling. It's busy. You're coming out of busy season. And then November would hit and it would shock me every year that slow season happened. Like I wouldn't be financially prepared for it. I wasn't mentally prepared for it. I'm like, what the heck is going on? And it was a little less bad than the first year, but it would discourage me enough where I wouldn't do anything. And I think that's the worst thing you can do. And so the way we look at it in my business now, you know, we, we've grown a little bit more mature of a business. It's still not where it needs to be, but we know that business will come back in mid-January and it will ramp up through busy season. And so we try to spend this time to fix everything we need to or things that we think are going to need to, that are going to break for the next year. We like to look at our business as like, what's the current bottleneck? So there's always something, right? That's holding your business back more than others. Could be the amount of clients you have. It could be yourself as an operator. It could be your team. It could be your system. So we, in November, kind of the last half of November, and then most of December, start thinking about that and start putting into place things that can fix that. So this year, we fixed our systems earlier in the year. I think we're set up to where we can get probably 25, 30% more clients than we currently have. So this busy season, or this off season rather, we're swinging into like, how can we acquire more clients? So events like you talked about are good, uh, getting people in place to be on our sales team next year. We're using this time to really like put our heads down and build our business instead of just go, what happened to my business? I'm just gonna wait for it to come back and not do anything. So like, this is the time of year where businesses can be built, especially if you're busy. Like this is your one time where you slow down and so, the more you can utilize that, I think the better. It's just hard. And I didn't do it the first few years because I was like, what is going on with my business? Yeah, that it's the mindset because it's the unknown of what what's to come. I, I remember some of my Decembers in January, literally, I would just take the month off. This was after mm -hmm. I even <laughs> even I, my first real hire. I told him, I was like, hey, just so you know, you will not see me middle of <laughs> December through middle of January. The weird thing was, is he worked at my house and he had to use the bathroom inside the house. So if like I was just hanging out inside, it's like, oh, hey, yeah, yeah, keep working out. So and, and that's just a mindset that I took. You know, if you go from working 70 or 80 hours during the busy season, I was just OK with that. Yeah, I mean, that's part of it, right? Like that's, that is a viable option to rest. Uh, <laughs> what I don't think is the smartest move is when you're doing two, three, four, five thousand dollars a month. It's not time to rest yet. 
you're in a time yeah. of building. And so I think you have to, you kind of know for yourself, right? Like when you're coming out of a busy season where you're legitimately doing 80 hours, you get some rest. So. It might've been a little bit too much time off. It was a, you know, I was young and I was like, Hey, I'm a, I made some money, you know? Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So this is a good time of the year to real, really examine uh, just a quick, how, at your team at Norman and Young, how do you realize, so you talked about those gaps, those kinks, how do yeah. you get those ideas out there? Where do you gather them from? How do you begin that conversation? Yeah, so we um, we use an acronym that is, it, it just happened to work out. And I love that when that happens, it's called COST. And so we just have meetings with our team. Uh, the acronym COST stands for Clients, Owner, Systems, and Team. And so mm -hmm. we talk about each category of our business in that way as a team. Um, and that's something we've more recently come up with actually, but it just helps you, like it's, it's hard to look at your business and go, what's wrong with it? It's like, well, I don't even know where to start. There's a, first of all, there's a million things wrong. Second of all, there's not, it's going great. So like you have that struggle as an owner, you're like, I don't know. And so for me personally, and for our team, it's been good to have like at least some level of buckets we can look at. And so we go, okay, is clients the bottleneck on our team right now? You can have too many clients, you can have too few clients, you can have the wrong type. Like, so we start thinking through those things. Do we have too few, like where are we at? Right, okay, maybe that's not, then we move to owner. Owner is the one that's pretty much bottlenecking everybody, but it's like, what are the things that you believe to be true that aren't, you know, limiting beliefs you talk about, but then just tactical stuff mm -hmm. too. Like, are you just feeling bad because you're eating like crap because you're going to gas mm -hmm. station? Like there's all these things that could be holding you back as the owner. And now as my team has grown, and I think you'd feel the same way, Todd, your leadership team kind of is that owner bucket. Uh, and then systems, maybe you just, you shot a lot of real estate last year. You didn't expect to shoot that much, right? It's growing really quickly. You're like, man, this is a disaster. Like, and so looking at your systems, like, is it taking your photographers or you an hour and a half, two hours to, to like call and upload photos at the end of the day? That's an easy fix, right? So that'd be systems. And then team, you have enough team, you have the right team, you have too much team, like you got to, and so we look at our business in those categories and it just gives us a little bit more, um, like we can dive a little more specifically into one area. Cause it's just, when you tell your brain what's wrong in general, it's going to like go a million different directions, and not be very productive. So that's how we think about it. And um, that's what we encourage our coaching clients to do as well. Is like break, you can learn to like coach yourself and audit your own business if you, if you use that framework because it gives you a little bit more of like a roadmap to follow. Yeah, I love that. An analogy I use all the time, and they hate it at the office. Well, some people do, some don't, but it's how do you eat a whale? You know, if you think about eating a whale, like you, you eat a whale one bite at a time. So that cost is fabulous to think of it in those capacities. And then to just take tackle one at a time. So I love that. One thing, just on that note, last thing, a lot of people do wrong from my perspective. And this is not me saying you're wrong. I'm right. This is me saying I did this wrong forever is, you know, chances are uh, you're not going to be equally skilled across the board. Right. And so like looking at those four buckets, they're probably not all going to be even in your business. Um, so for me, I like getting clients. Client acquisition is my thing. Right. And so when Jared started running my photo business in 2019, um, I was really strong with clients, but my systems were super weak, right? Because I didn't really enjoy that. I knew it was necessary, but I didn't enjoy it. So now that Jared's been running Normandy for the last three years, I feel like our systems are like way stronger than client acquisition now. So it's like time to bring that back in. And so the thing you have to be careful of is getting a, a blind spot to what you're good at and always thinking that's mm. what's holding you back. And so if your systems are at like a 95% and everything else is at a 40, like it is much harder to get your systems from 95 to 97% than it is to move the other stuff that's out of 40 or 50 to like a 70. And that's what a bottleneck is, right? It's like, there's going to be one thing that's holding your business back more than other things. And so the ma mature business owner, which is hard to do, which is something I think about a lot is like, what would a wise business owner do in this case? They look at the easiest thing that they can fix that bottleneck. And so that's why we think about it in that way. And just a quick note, it's really easy to get like, oh, we need more clients when systems are a disaster because it's not your strong suit.
Yeah. 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 Cause you're comfortable, you're comfortable in that area. Is that correct? Comfortable and enjoy it probably. Right. And so like, part of, you know, being a business owner at school is you get to do what you enjoy, but also like you really hold yourself back if you're not, and this doesn't mean you have to do it at the start. It does, but eventually it becomes about putting people in place. Like I mentioned Jared ran my business with me. He had strengths where I didn't. And that was the, rather than me trying to become the systems guy, it's much better to get someone on your team when you can afford it. Eli, you used a term and, and, and Todd, you've mentioned this in the past as well. You know, this podcast is really dedicated to the the business side of what we do in real estate photography. We're we're creatives at heart, and there's a ton of great creative resources out there. But you you mentioned um, uh, business coaching, and Todd, you have a coach uh, personally. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. for for those that are just building their business, Eli, can you talk a little bit about the importance of coaching and and building how that relates to building your business? Yeah, it's one of those things that I think. Um, the, the biggest shame is that mostly new business owners don't value a coach. I feel like that's where it's like most needed. It's always needed. But for example, when I was building my business, the first five years, I had this weird mindset that no one else could help me with my business because my business was like different. And I think it's a little easier to not believe that today because you see, you know, a lot more real estate media businesses. I didn't know anybody that had one back then. I saw my competitors, but I just, I didn't think that like a business coach could help me. And so I was looking at this as a photography business, not just a Mm -hmm. business. And like that designation is one of the, probably the most effective that you can make. And then you're willing to learn from other people who've built successful businesses. But as far as coaching itself goes, um, you know, I'm a little biased. I own a coaching business, but the reason I own a coaching business is because of how much that I wish I could go back and have the business that I have now help me build mine. I currently have a coach, you know, to this day, like Craig mentioned, Todd does. Um, I have different coaches depending on what I'm you know, working on right now. I have a, a guy who's built an incredible sales team. And so I've worked with him to help build my sales team. Right. And it's just mm. crazy how I, I remember when I first um, got this specific coach, I didn't even know how to compensate a salesperson. I had no, it was like this huge, and I could have figured it out. I could have watched YouTube videos and read, and it, it just was like this overwhelming thing. And then I joined and he was like, here's how we, here's our, you know, closers <laughs> compensation guide. And I'm like, perfect. Like, I didn't even, and so it was like, just there. Right. That one thing saved me probably 20 hours of work. And I still would have got it wrong after 20 hours because this has been more time spent on it. Right. And so that's how I think about coaching is it's an opportunity for you to just not have to. You know, there's a there's a saying I love, which is um, part of business is finding out where to, to delegate your limited resources yeah. against unlimited opportunity. And so you have to do that as a business owner. Right. Because there's there's so many things you can do, so many ways you can. do, And there's only so much time you can spend. Time's like your most limited resource. So for me, coaching speeds up that process and makes me not make expensive mistakes. And so um, ultimately, you know, when I built my coaching business, Real Estate Photographer Pro, we tried to build a business that I wish I would have had. And it's been super fun. I'm, you know, a big believer in education. I think that's one of our company values. Education changes everything. And uh, just seeing that, you know, you never talk to somebody who's built a successful business who's, who's not like, man, I had to learn so much, but once I learned that it was successful, they never don't say something like that. Right. They're never like, Oh, it was just a lucky break or something like it's all about education. And so, um, I think coaching is important and whether you, you know, you're a real estate photographer looking for coaching in your business or you're, you know, a business owner trying to figure out how this, you have this limiting belief about sales. Like coaching is the biggest unlock you can possibly do for your business. It's the highest ROI activity. And that's not you say, that's not me saying like, Hey, you've got to get coaching with me. That's saying you've got to get a coach. 
doesn't matter who it is. It needs to be someone that knows what they're doing. It's crazy how much it shortcuts your process. If, if you can take somebody's knowledge that they have and apply that knowledge, that's called wisdom. That's the difference between knowledge and wisdom. Wisdom is just knowledge applied. So if I can get somebody else's wisdom that's already been there, yeah, it's like you said, it's, it's a shortcut. And there's a, there's a, I think it's a Tony Robbins quote, but either way, no matter who said it, it, it applies. It's like a book is basically a decade of somebody's life in an afternoon. And so yeah, yeah. coaching, you know, one type of coaching is reading a book. It's nicer when the book talks back to you if you have a question, but um, just any <laughs> like knowledge and learning yeah, it just makes it so much faster. And I was just, I think everybody has that when they're starting for whatever reason, I just wasn't wise enough to think that was important or put nearly enough effort into it. And when I did, it's really interesting actually, because if you look at, you know, the growth of my business, especially the profit the, you know, the money that I take out of my business, that just like pivot pointed when my mentality on that changed because yeah. I was willing to look you know at other people and I always watch people like I, I'm one of those business owners when I was first starting I watched all the Gary V you know I got myself motivated that's really important through that first stage mm -hmm. um, but that was like all I did it was very surface level and now I'm like okay I have this problem in my business rather than go figure it out who that already has done it can I pay to talk to talk to for free build a relationship with do something for like how do I get that without having to do it and that mentality is just that's when you really start to grow a business in my opinion at least yeah I, I think that's such an amazing quality I I I'm actually the opposite way in that I tend to want to figure it out myself I, I'm I can be very hard-headed like I was the individual sitting in lab at the, the computer science lab in school and we were learning like recursion or something like that that just boggles your mind and like i i had read the book i read all my books i was a goody two shoes i read my school books like if i was gonna spend a hundred dollars on them i was gonna read them at least my <laughs> course and i would sit there for four hours and the professor would come by he's like todd you want help i'm like no i don't want help Come by. And then I see all my friends, I see all my friends leaving and it makes me even more angry that I can't figure this out. And they figured it out. They took a little help, a little bump from the professor along the way. And they're already there. I'm sitting there in my own bullheadedness going, oh, I'm going <laughs> to, if they could figure it out, I'm going to figure it out. And that was really, I'll use a term that you use, Eli, and I love this. That was a thought error on my part. It was a thought error thinking that I was something less because I couldn't figure it on my own. And that was just my pride at that point. My pride mm -hmm. was in the way of saying, Todd, you need to figure this out on your own. Um, so if, if you have that like me, my advice to you is just try to get over yourself right now in that. And I say that from a point of love in my heart because I did that for too many years. And having someone that you can go to, and like Eli mentioned, it doesn't have to be Eli. It doesn't have to be a, a coach, so to say. Maybe it's someone you look up to it's maybe it's a parent, maybe it's a, a neighbor, or maybe it's just a book. You can go to a book and get inspired and you can learn from there. But I think that the idea is learning, learning at this stage and any stage you're in is going to be incredibly beneficial to you being successful, however you define it and finding time, uh, you know, not only to be successful, but then to have a, a success in your personal life, you know, business versus personal. So I think that's just really great advice. I think it's one of those things that you, you don't have it or don't have it. It's just like how much of it you have. Like, I think nobody is like, mm -hmm. oh, I just super willing to learn from other people. Right. And it's, um, mm -hmm. it's hardest, I think in an area that you're good at to take mm. the advice. But I think that's where you can actually gain the most, right? Especially as your business grows, like it becomes more about doing that thing that you're really good at and getting better at and hiring people to do the other stuff. And so I would just think of it that way if you're listening. I think 
you know, Todd's just trying not to punch you directly in the face, but like everybody has this, right? Everybody has this. It's just how much of it do you have? And so I would think of yourself as like, hey, I should be more willing. There's no time, at least, and I don't know if you agree with this, Todd, but like there's no time where you shouldn't be trying to learn from somebody on any topic, no matter how confident you feel on it, because you might learn something. And I think um, those like things that you don't expect to learn or don't think you need to learn are often the things that you most need to learn, at least in my business so far. Yeah, so true. So true. So if those, in, okay, so we've talked about the three kind of phases and we've used that loosely of, of, of a business and let's just, let's pinpoint one of them, Eli, cause I think it's where a lot of people resonate where they're, they've worked hard this year and it's maybe you've gone quiet and mm -hmm. what, what is maybe like the one impact, the most impactful one or two most impactful things that they can do. And, and one thing I just want to set up here, I, we talk about emotions a lot on this podcast, but mm -hmm. this time of the year can be a, a somewhat depressing time of the year. It holidays are tough for a lot of people, you know, as, as much as they're great, they can be tough. Um, you know, you start to, really analyze yourself at this time of year. And that can either go one of two directions. And I really think you can control that in your head, but it can be a difficult time, even just the sun. Like we don't have as much sun y'all. It's that, yeah. that can be a, a big change in your mood. And mm -hmm. so any insight Eli on, on some of those negative thoughts and, and how we can overcome those and what we can do to maybe get ourselves out of that to get into a positive mindset, to um, get some of the work done that we need to get done? Yeah, good question. I, I mean, I think it ties a little bit into what we just talked about. But before I jump into that, I think the one thing to keep in mind is it's just normal, right? It's very easy to think yours is the only business that is having a slow season or yours <laughs> is the only business where you didn't make as much money as you thought you were going to this year or you wanted to. Mm -hmm. And around the holidays, it's easy to compare. You're around family, you're around other people. Um, you know, and mm -hmm. so I think it is a time like Todd said, it's easy to get into that, you know, negative mindset. Um, mm -hmm. you will like, regardless of, of tips, tactics, anything like that, like you're going to feel that way sometimes in your business. So I think the first thing is just knowing that's okay. That's normal. And that's part of the process. Like, it's just, you're going to have it. If you try to eliminate it too much. I think you're chasing something that doesn't matter. Sometimes you just feel that it is what it is. That being said, I do think it is important to put yourself in a position to try to eliminate some of that. And so, um, you know, there's, there's kind of like two sides to this. Number one is like knowing your numbers and knowing that the business is going to come back. Uh, it's really easy, especially the first years of business to just run an emotional business where <laughs> how good you feel is based upon literally how much money you have in your bank account, not how much profit you made that month, not your business financials, not how good the last six months have been, but how good your current bank account balance is. And you know, that's very common. So knowing your numbers is really important because it allows you to look back and see how your business has performed weekly, monthly, you know, your business going well. So like part of that's important. I would say what's more important though, is, you know, continuing to, to like read, stay inspired, listen to podcasts like this and keep your mind from wandering. Um, and for me, what that does is two things. One, it like gives me something to look and get ideas and get excited about. But number two, I think when you have nothing on your schedule, that is like the worst recipe to feel bad about your business, right? And so whether it's trying to get a lot of meetings with your clients on your schedule where you can grab coffee with them, go say hi, whether you're delivering stuff to your clients, that's better than sitting around, right? What other you know things are better than sitting around? Anything's better than sitting around. Working on client acquisition, we you know really push our coaching clients to work on what we call the Instagram method this year, which is just client acquisition. However you do that, do more of that. I would say the best thing you can do, obviously take some time, you know, enjoy yourself, spend time with your family, whatever you want to do this holiday season, 
but there's two weeks before Christmas where most people just sit around and get depressed, at least in this business. And so I would try to pack those as much as you can. And I think learning to leverage your emotions more broadly is probably the most important thing that you can learn as a business owner because they're going to happen. You're not immune to it. Nobody is. And so the more you can learn like, Hey, this is normal. Here's how I prevent myself from getting into that track. That's a skill. You know, there's the tactical skills you have to know in your business. There's also managing your own mind, which is you know probably the hardest management job you're going to have, at least in my opinion. Yeah. My, my first coach, he had, that's about the first activity he did with me and went in a little bit of the, the makeup of the brain and, you know, uh, this fight or flight instinct that we have, we all have this fight or flight instinct and we have it for a very good reason because when we are in a life or death situation, all of those levels in your body need to kick up. You need to get that adrenaline. You need to, you know, make quick moves. But how many times have we all been chased by a lion? And, you know, like, that's what he used the analogy for me. He's like, Todd, you know, was it that you were literally going to die? He's like, are you in an air conditioned room right now? And did you have your coffee? And are you and so it was at that point, I was like, Oh, my goodness, like, yes, I have to get out of my own head. And can, learning to control that, and I still go there. There's, I, I get emotional, and I, and I tell my people, I tell our, you know, our team here, like, please just call me out on it. Like, I, I can be dramatic. <laughs> I use that <laughs> term, you know. It's like my wife will call me dramatic. Like, I can be dramatic, and I'm like, okay, wait a minute. I'm, I'm really good. Like where I'm at, like I'm not in a life or death situation. I have a warm yeah. drink in my hands, and so I think some of that is just understanding um, that you are okay. Yeah. Well, and then it's normal too, right? I mean, it's something we all experience and it's just, it's your skill of, so like one thing I do is I try to, there's a study that I saw that I thought was really funny, which is basically if you have either heightened emotion in the positive way or the negative way, both of those reduce your IQ. Like cognitively when they were tested, their IQ was lower. Interesting. Yesterday I had a situation, for example, where it irritated me. And the first thing I did was go, I am ir like, I'm, I know that I'm feeling emotion. So let's like slow down. Maybe don't respond yet. Maybe don't make a decision yet. Just wait. And so I think that's one of the biggest things. It's not that you're going to be like, oh, I'm unemotional. I'm a robot. And it's just that you know when you're emotional, maybe not the best decision to make, you know, best time to make a decision. And there was another thing that I thought was really funny, which was, is basically someone that tracks, like as a, a founder grew their business from just starting to a, it was a big exit, like whatever millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars actually. They basically tracked the founder's like em outward emotional state. And they found that basically the bigger that, that business got, the less emotional he became. I don't think it was that he was less emotional. I think it was just he knew how to use those emotions, not let them come through. We all feel it. We're all sad. We're all happy. We're all excited. But just knowing like, hey, that is potentially a red flag that I need to slow down. That's what I try to do, at least when it, you know, when I'm feeling that kind of stuff. That's good stuff. Todd, can I jump in just with two real basic practical things that kind of tie into all of this? Yeah, please. And I know I've mentioned this before and some people might roll their eyes, but diet and exercise. I have discovered for myself if I, okay, we're in the time of holidays, Christmas, New Year's, right? Lots of goodies out there. I make Christmas cookies every year. I, I love my traditional Christmas cookies. I'm also diabetic. And I've found if I'm eating too much sugar, 
my mind is clouded. I cannot think straight. My emotions get a lot more unmanageable. You tie that in with business and things slowing down. It can be a downward, downward spiral and it's very hard to get out of that. Um, there's books out there. There's resources out there on the effects of sugar, you know, refined sugar on your on your brain, on your mental mm-hmm. state. So dig into that. We're not going to get into a science lesson, but cut out the sugar if, if at all possible. That's hard or at least manage it. Right. Yeah. And exercise, move, take, go take a walk. Eli, you mentioned, you know, if, if you're in that, that emotional state, take a break, go take a 15 minute walk, yeah. just get your body get your moving. Body. And, and exercise has a natural uh, way of, of releasing endorphins and helping you feel better, better emotionally. Um, so just a real base level type of thing to help manage emotions and, and mindset and, and whatnot for yourself personally and for your business as well. Yeah, that's so good. I um, That's one thing we actually tell our coaching students all the time. It's like, I heard it from somebody else, but it's like 15 minutes in the sauna, 15 minutes walking, or there's a third one, but like just getting out of your initial, like wherever you are and just doing something physical. So it's it's interesting you said the health thing too, because, um, you know, part of the owner section of cost, uh, we have it, we have, you know, along where there's a bunch of ideas written where you could think about what's wrong in your business. Health is a big one. It's a big one that I overlooked for a while. I'm six mm-hmm. foot tall. I should not have been 230 pounds. Right. And so it's like, hey, I'm probably 30 pounds heavier than I need to be. Is that going to help me in my business? Is that a sign that I maybe don't know what I should like? That's just an easy fix. And so I'm glad you mentioned that because it's easy to think that like, you know, the owner, at least for us, that's like the one we focus on a lot because it fixes the other ones. And it's easy to forget about yourself as like the person that's growing your business and go clients are the problem systems team and not be like, no, it's me. You know, I'm the problem eating too much quick trip pizza or whatever it is, you know, and that, uh, it, it's one of the biggest unlocks. Um, I, I've been, you know, for those of you guys that follow me on Instagram, I've been posting consistently that I've been going to the gym because for me, that's like my way to stay accountable is like show everybody that I'm doing it. But I just found like, hey, that's definitely like a bottleneck for me. It doesn't need to be. I can fix that. And it's kind of funny, too, because I think, um, you know, for, for me, I've never like focused on my physical health, but I think it's the hardest thing. So if you can master that, it's like the other stuff in business is easier. I have a buddy who like, he goes to the gym every morning and he's always like, Hey, the hardest part of the day is done. And I believe that it's like all downhill from here. It makes it easier. And so I love that you brought that up, Craig. Eli, as we wrap up here, we've, we've talked a lot about some of the resources and some of the things you've built and over the years to help real estate photographers. Uh, can you just let us know a little bit about what that is, how people can find out more, just about, you know, the programs that you offer, because they are amazing programs and uh, you have proven success as well with those programs. And, and I believe some guarantees, would you mind sharing some of that with us? Yeah, absolutely. So we um, only do coaching. We used to sell just a standalone course. We don't do that anymore because we found that, you know, course material and tactics are important, but what's even better is someone helping you through that process. So we have coaching programs from everybody that is at $0 a month and wants to start a real estate media business to you're doing well over 25k a month trying to build your team um, and so within that you know spectrum there's a lot of different goals people have a lot of different ideas things they want to accomplish and so it's not a one-size-fits-all thing and that's why it makes it a little bit more difficult to say here's exactly what we do um, like todd said we do have guarantees for our coaching clients we think it's important that we put our money where our mouth is and say hey if you don't get this mm-hmm. result that we're showing you you can get then you, we should have to pay you for that right it's about mm-hmm. as direct of a way as you can do wow. that mm-hmm. um, but that being said it depends on what you want to do it depends on what your goals are. And so what I would say is that our programs are not for people who want to do this part-time. Um, that's, you know, one of the biggest things is, is you need to want to do this full-time. doesn't mean you have to want to build a team, but full-time is like the first step. Uh, and then there's kind of like three filters that we run people through, which is, are they coachable? Are they available? And are they accountable? 
Um, if you're not those three things, then it's hard for us to help you and, and we don't want to waste your time. And so that's how we do that. But what I would say is before, you know, I think a lot of you probably don't know me at this point. Before you look at any coach, I would you know do a little bit of research on them, watch the content they have out there. And that's the same thing I'd encourage you to do for me. I post a ton of content on YouTube that's long form. I post stuff on Instagram and Facebook, um, TikTok, all of it's at it's Eli Jones. So I would start there with me or any coach and be like, does this person resonate with me? Is this who I want to learn from? Do is what they talk about aligned with my goals and you know my values? And so that's where I'd start at it's Eli Jones on all my socials. Um, just dive in a little bit. And the main thing I can say too is like whether you decide to use me and my team to help you build your business or somebody completely different, do some research on them and find somebody. Don't do it alone. It's an awful process if you do it alone. I did it alone. I, I, if I could go back, my goodness, I would have grown so much faster. That's great. Thank you so much for sharing, Eli. Again, you can find him at, at it's Eli Jones. And uh, I think that's a great tip. You might not be to the point yet that you're ready for coaching and because yeah. there's so much out there. I mean, really, the industry as a whole has grown and there is a ton of content out there. There are um, there's books that are written on it. So, I mean, there's you know, there's content that you can find out there and it it's can be helpful. It's a good time to be in real estate media, too. I just want to point out that Todd, when you started, could you find anything that told you how to do this? Oh my goodness. No, I literally was like, I, I think I might be the only one in the world doing this. I mean, that's when the internet <laughs> wasn't really the internet. There was other people doing it, but I was like, what am I doing? Like I carried the tripod. I walked the tripod through the house and I've told this story. I'll tell it short, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm the youngest child and I'm 10 years younger than my brother. So I was really like the youngest and an only child. So I could do no harm in my mother's eyes. Like I could literally, my wife jokes that I could kill someone and she'd be like, Oh, Todd's innocent. <laughs> she she saw my first real estate video and she was like mm, i don't think it's very good <laughs> <I'm just> like, <laughs> oh. like the first time in my life like 19 years of being perfect for my mother she's like yeah this real estate video is no good why don't you just focus on development so <laughs> Are you still in counseling today from that, Todd? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. Oh. <laughs> But yeah, it is a great time, like you mentioned, to be in the industry and it's growing and um, there's a lot of great content out there and you can benefit from that alone. Yeah. And just one, I guess, final thing to add is um, I think we kind of covered this, but if, if there's one thing that I wish I was told, it's that a coach isn't something you use when you have a problem only. Um, so like in my business, in my life now, I will never not pay for coaches. I will never not try to build relationships with people I need to learn from. Like that's the most important thing. And so it's not, oh, I will get this coach, fix all my problems and I will be great. It's, oh, I will get this coach for this stage, fix my current things ahead of me and then look for the next person that can help me continue that growth. And so like at my business, I spend so much money on coaching um, and it doesn't have to cost money. It can cost time as well. You know, you can build relationships with people. I do both. Very, very important. Was way too, you know, prideful, arrogant, whatever it was at the start, stupid to think that I needed it. And, you know, now it's just like looking back, my gosh, I should have been more focused on that. Good deal. Well, our guest uh, th this week, again, uh, Eli Jones from Real Estate Photography Pros. Eli, thank you so much for, for taking time to, to share with us and impart some of your wisdom uh, so that we can we can continue to grow our businesses. We really appreciate you. Of course, Greg. Thank you. And Todd, thanks for having me as well. Yeah, Eli, it was a real pleasure to have you on today. And thanks for what you've done to the community as a whole. One thing that I just, I love that you did is 
while I did this, I've done this a lot longer than you. I literally sat here in the cornfield and didn't tell anybody. And I was like, I'm going to keep it to myself. And you were like, hey, I have this cool thing. I'm going to help a lot more people. And that's just really inspiring. I think that's really neat. And the successes, and I, I got to be a part and come to your conference this year. Y'all, like people are coming up, like the idea of like working a job you hate, getting out of that and growing a successful media business. Like those stories were, I heard them again and again and again from the people that you've impacted, Eli. So thank you what you've done to the community. I mean, it's, it's truly inspiring. Yeah, thank you, Todd. And I'm glad you, you're producing this podcast for everybody listening. I mean, I, I've learned so much from Todd. I got to fly to his office and meet him. We talked for like eight hours and you guys are in the right place. So much to learn here. So I appreciate it, Todd. And thank you as well. If you want to find out more, we'll put a link below if you want to just check it out. And, I, and the, the cool thing is, is you they'll tell you everything about it. You can talk to Eli's team. Um, it's it's He is not a hard sales pitch like myself. So just check it out. It may and may not be right for you. But at this point in the year, it's probably worth at least saying, oh, what is it? And could it help me get to the point of success, however you define it. So uh, we'll put the link below and you can click on that and see if it is a good fit for you. All right. Well, it's been a great, great episode, Eli. Thanks again for joining us this week. And uh, Todd, um, it's just, it, it's a great time of year really to, to kind of take a step back, think through things, catch your breath. We always talk about, you know, taking a breath. That's what Spiro means is take a breath um, and just get ready for this upcoming year. You know, Christmas is, is a week away about uh, the new year. We're, we're wishing you a very Merry Christmas and, and a happy new year as well, but make sure you take some time to take that breath and be thankful for what you've been blessed with. Thanks for joining us again this week on the Spiro podcast. We'll catch you in a week or two. We might be taking a breath ourselves, but uh, <laughs> just have a great holiday season. And uh, thanks for joining us. Have a good one. Thank you for joining us for the Spiro podcast, managing your real estate photography and videography business. This is a production of Spiro and Wow Video Tours. You can find out more about Spiro's real estate media business management software at our website, spiro.media.